So tracking's still going? He doesn't know the neighborhood. I can't wait for him any longer. The man's a bloody sword-wielding Armenian samurai. I'm sure he's... Don't concern yourself with me. Don't you think that maybe, gee, uh, I should check in. Let them know that I'm not dead. Let them know I'm not a vampire. Aww. I'm not dead. <laughs> I'm not a vampire. And welcome to Bloody Sunday, the Strain Podcast. Uh, for the first time since last season, we didn't do any episodes in the off season. I guess we just couldn't bring ourselves to talk any more about the show. Uh, but we're back with season two, episode one. I'm the host, Mike Marbeck, and if you could introduce yourself, going around to the right. I'm Joe Moore. David Danella. Jolie Darrow. Yes. Uh, and we will start this uh, right off uh, with just some first impressions of this episode. Um, but there is, there, is, there is one thing that uh, Joe revealed to us prior to, the, <laughs> prior to uh, this episode. And what was that, Joe? Uh, yeah, I wasn't here for the recording of the last episode last season, and I have still yet to see the final <laughs> episode of the first season of The Strain. So I don't know what happened. Okay, so not knowing, <laughs> not knowing what has happened, what did you think of this episode? It was great. It was fun. Did you get the gist of what what the deal was? It seems like nothing happened at the last episode. Like it's all the same people are still there. With one minor change in, that's not Zach. Whoever that is, it's not. Zach. <laughs> that's not Zach. It's not Zach. Has been that's not my Zach. hashtag. Not my Zach. But um, but yeah, uh, right. There's like no super big changes. They're in a building that I guess is different than where I left off. But yeah. other than that, everything is pretty. And much everybody can weld. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody got their welder's license. That was uh, the, the only note that I took while watching this was that like they found the one hacker. <laughs> Who knows how to weld? Like, yeah. No one, no hackers know how to but do that. But don't forget, she's also hot. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That too. So mm-hmm. it makes sense. Yeah. The, so the only one hacker that knows how to weld, and the only hot person that knows. How to weld. <laughs> well, well, wait, let, let's be fair, okay? Okay, she's hot first. <laughs> hacker <Right>. second. <laughs> yeah. Welder third. Yeah. Wonder what else she can do. Yeah. Uh, whatever the writers need her to do, I guess. Oh yeah, because yeah. she, she's also uh, she's also bisexual and British. Yeah, she, is she British or is she own. Australian? She's British. She's uh, she spent some time in London, according to uh, a scene that was literally like uh, it was Vasily and her, and it pretty much went exposition. And she was like, <laughs> "Yeah, mate, exposition." And he was like, "The exposition." Yeah, uh, she sounds British, and David Australian sounds like this. Oh, God, I literally just put it away. Uh, I'm completely taken aback. <laughs> I had no idea that uh, this was happening. That's actually New Zealand, but it's all the same. Yeah, it's all the same, right? Sure. Oh, wait, um, uh, Rob, this is what Australian sounds like. A Coca-Cola glass. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, David, what did you think of this episode? 
Um, I could clearly take it. <laughs> I thought it was fun. I thought it was super fun. Um, I Not super fun. I shouldn't say super fun. I'm actually still, like, on a kind of a Game of Thrones afterglow in the sense that, like, every show I watch is like, oh, like, a show can be fun. Like, things can happen that are silly and stupid. Yeah. Uh, Outside of Dorne. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was... Um, we, when we when we watched the first season, we were super excited after about two three episodes, and then we were slowly disappointed. And now I think I know what the show is, and I think I'm capable of just enjoying it for what it is and not what I hoped it would be. Um, and um, and yeah, how very mature. Yeah, I know. I'm really, grown. I'm grown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it was. Uh, I think it was. Uh, Whoa! Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like. Did you have you talked to anyone who who was watching this show like since the first season? Yes. Like you ran into people who were fans. Uh, someone in my office is a fan, and I was ready. He. We're talking about the strain, not of yeah. the podcast, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, he only listens to the podcast. Doesn't watch the show. Uh, no, I when I first started my job, we were talking television, and we started talking about the strain. And I was about to go, yeah, that show is, and he chimed in, amazing. <laughs> wow. So there are real fans out there. And was he watching it like like we were like a week at a time mm-hmm. while it was on? Mm-hmm. Huh. That's crazy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, met, I met someone, too, and I was like, I didn't think there was anyone else. Like I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that people were paying attention to it. Yeah. Uh, for me, I thought, uh, yeah, I really enjoy the show for for what it is uh like david kind of said it last season uh although he said slowly disappointed um i would say that it was it was almost immediate uh <laughs> and then just went down from from there we're talking about the string not the podcast a uh, little of both uh, <laughs> uh and it was uh yeah it was a very disappointing end and uh, even though you didn't see it, Joe, uh, just take my word for it. It was it was a disappointing end to a, what I had hoped the show would be. Uh, but it is a really, really, really fun show to watch, uh, especially when all of the, like I said earlier, when we watch Game of Thrones, it's like everybody shuts the fuck up and, and watches. This is like you're going uh, like mystery science theater, kind of watching the show and just cracking jokes the whole time. You know what it reminds me of? It's like when the first Fast and the Furious came out, and it's kind of like a point break with cars, um, <laughs> and like, but like it was kind of serious, so you kind of took it as serious. And then Fast and the Furious two came out, and you're like, all right, that was just a dumb sequel. And then Fast and the Furious three came out, Tokyo Drift, and you're like, okay, this is turning into something else. And I'm not sure if I like it. And then Fast and Furious 4 came out, and you're like, all right, this is a movie that I go to, uh, I sneak my food in, I am already <laughs> drunk, but I'm drinking more, and I'm yelling the entire time, enjoying it. So it would be like the opposite of the Police Academy movies. <laughs> the first one was a laugh riot, but then when you get like to Police Academy 4 and 5, it's like really serious like murder mystery <laughs> yeah. about who done it and dripping tales of yeah. <laughs> my, my question, Michael Winslow <laughs> my question is is this self aware because I, I made the comment before if this is self aware then this is the funniest comedy 
to be released. Yeah. <laughs> but if they have no idea and they're actually going for real, you know, cinematic art. I think gore. that that's. I think that they're going for something that's entertaining. Yeah. But I don't think it's being written in such a way that it's a self-aware type of show. Because I was kind of thinking about this, like in the framework of like. You know, people are always complaining about Tarantino because they're like, he's so talented uh, and he could make the movie that a lot of people try to make, like, um, you know, in terms of like those like Oscar bait, like really thoughtful things. You see smidgens of it in like Django and Inglorious Bastards and stuff like that. But he doesn't want to make that movie. He wants to make the movie he wants to make. And like, I feel like Guillermo del Toro is in like that same level, like talent bracket where like he can make a movie like he can make Pan's Labyrinth. But then he does an interview and he's like, no, I believe that all the fairies in that movie were real. Uh, and then he can go straight from that to like Pacific Rim. And like, he's kind of like a guy who has like all the talent in the world, but really just wants to make movies about monsters. Like, and that's all he's interested in. And I feel like this is him getting his wish, kind of. Yeah. So we just have to change our expectations of what we want. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I, I think that that's that's pretty much what it is. Uh, I mean, regardless, the this is such a fun show to talk about uh, and talk through uh, while it's happening. Uh, so with this episode, uh, we open up with a flashback. Uh, back to Abe uh, and the story. It was basically the origin story of the master. Yeah. Uh, where he was a he had a giant's disease whatever they called it um, I think it, I think <laughs> it was giant's disease, disease. it was so, yeah, it was, yeah the, it was gigantism gigantism yeah. giant's disease <laughs> um, which, gi- which, giantitis which really isn't a disease like he's just really he's big tall. like isn't he better because of that like like why okay. do they have to change him he should be like no you, you people are all just too small yeah like people with real giantism like have horrible lives and they die young. This guy just was big and strong. But that's because we make it that way, though. <laughs> We're telling them, hey, you shouldn't be so big. Yeah, oh, you should, your heart should be able to pump blood to yeah. every part of your body. <laughs> <laughs> it's society's expectations that are forcing the physical to uh, not yeah. cooperate. Uh, so he's got giantism uh, and... He, he goes out hunting. Uh, the idea uh, – the, the gist of the story is that he goes out hunting with his brother for the great gray wolf uh, because he believes that the great gray – the blood of the great gray wolf is going to cure his giantism. Imagine I that. I don't know if that meant he, he would shrink back down yeah. to normal size or that he would just stop growing. Uh, so real quick, what a story to tell over soup. Yeah, especially yeah. when you weren't even going to tell a story yeah. in the first place. Right. Yeah. And he asked for it again. Yeah. 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 Uh, and this is classic straight, I feel like, yeah. where it's like, uh, it's like, oh, we don't have time to tell that story, actually. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. We have nothing but time to tell. What, an hour and a half? Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, that was uh, – they had time to tell that story. They shouldn't have had time to go into an entire scene about building plans oh uh, yeah, right. or like walking down a whole corridor and then another corridor and then a, a, a truck pulling up and parking. Again, um, that would have been just like comedic genius if the rest of the show was just building If they plans. just do like a show within yeah. the show, it's like all of a sudden the, like a title card comes up, yeah. like everything Coco, and then they go into like – you know, cute little like da 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 She's a real estate. Coco. Yeah. 
That's me. Uh, uh, Coco or Coca Cola? Coca Cola. All right, so he needs the the blood of the great great wolf uh, to cure his giantism, uh, but then one of the uh, vamps vampires Stagulli Stagulli is out there uh, hunting his hunting party, uh, and then he's the only one left. And for some reason, which I'm not sure of, uh, the the then master, uh, not the Zen master, the then master. Uh, anoints he wants, him. He wants that big, strong body of his. Is that, is that all it was? Yeah. was? Now, do they pass on all of their old memories and everything, like that new Ryan Reynolds movie? It seems like... No. So it's just... You, you're you done. Well, it, this is where it's hard to say. Because, like, they, first of all, it seems like they have a collective consciousness... Mm-hmm. And uh, he seemed very comfortable with like pouring all that ramen in the guy's mouth. Well, isn't so. that the thing? It's like, it's like once you, when they become infected, they die. Mm-hmm. So it's the host thing that passes on. So I don't know if it's actual knowledge and stuff, but it is like the entity still lives. Yeah, it was leaving the one, like um, a hermit crab leaving its shell and going to a, a yeah. new shell. It's is it almost is it a little bit like. Um, if you like, if you if a teleporter existed and I teleported somewhere, no, it's not my like atoms. These, these are vampires. I'm asking your questions about this than the writers did. That's inevitably going to be the case. Wait, wait no, continue with the topic. Um, and so, like, so, like, uh, my atoms are destroyed, and then they use other atoms to make David. So the David that existed is gone, but then there's this other David. Um, that doesn't have David's soul, first David's soul, but has second day all like all of the memories and stuff like that. But it's is still not the same person. Exactly. Is that like the Prestige? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> How would we answer that? We have no idea. They uh, don't know, like Jolie said. Well, this, Vampires don't have souls, though, so oh, they don't right. have to worry about. Uh, if you guys remember, uh, I had the opportunity to. Uh, get on a live interview with oh, yeah. uh, Ephraim, uh, where I got to ask him one question. What did you ask him? I didn't, because I overslept it. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a so bitch. One question. So that's like the producers of the show's excuse every Jesus week. Jesus Christ, we're out, we're out here eating freeze-dried pizza, dying. I got a, and you're, and you're ruining our chances uh, at making it. Very quickly, I got a, I got an email from uh, Huffington Post or something, um, uh, some faction of the Huffing, Huffington Post, uh, and they were the they were doing a, faction. they were doing a uh, live interview with him uh, for his new movie and for this strain season two. They found that we did this podcast thankfully didn't listen to it um and asked me if i wanted to uh submit a a question and get on on that and i was like oh yeah absolutely and then i slept right through the uh oh wow through the thing uh so that's how serious i am about this guys what would your question have been i don't know i didn't I, i i threw it out to uh to david jolie and rob um, Thanks. And I, well, it was we have this. What if I had a really good question? I I want to know what happens in the last episode of the first season. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch it. <laughs> Would have been a great question. <laughs> 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 incredible. 
<laughs> Whoa. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, all right. So back That's to cool. this show. Uh, yeah, it was a real cool opportunity that I slept through. Uh, yeah, it, was, it was okay. Yeah. It was like, kind of cool. It was real yeah. cool. Um, Where's my dinner? <laughs> That's the question? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So he gets anointed uh, the master uh, and then haunts and steals children. Uh, and he becomes the master that we know and love today. And watching this, I had forgotten, because we didn't do shit over the, the off-season for this show, how kind of dumb some of the stuff in this show looks. Like, it looks like kind of second-tier Guillermo um, stuff, like yeah. leftover. Like, the, everything was made with the leftovers from some other things that he had going on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it still is – visually, it is really cool, I still think. Uh, and some of the stuff that they were doing action-wise was still actually pretty good. Um, it, it does but kind the, of look like, like – uh, It looks dumb. Yeah, it looks like uh, you want a, a Halloween costume. Your mom says, I'm not shelling out 45 bucks for that costume. I can make you just <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you do look like the thing, but it's not there. Which which things, like, in particular do you think are, like, look shoddiest? Um, I just think, I mean, I just think that, like, in a lot of his work, there's, like, this... It, everything look is creepy in his stuff, and nothing in this is creepy to me. It all just looks silly. Yeah. I thought the weird uh, elders eating the human was creepy, but that was in a, a great. different way, in a yeah. silly way. What's well, I think like everything they've done with the like the main vampire guys, like I think those look pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like those are awesome. Mm-hmm. Those like their weird necks and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on board yeah. with that. Like chickens without feathers. Yeah, but the, yeah. the master, the master with his big dumb green face, like he, I, again, like he looks like somebody took a balloon of Bat Boy, yeah, and just like <laughs> put it out there. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I do agree actually. The the, the these uh, weird ones that are like with the vulva necks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like, that's like that's cool. Yeah, last last season we were calling calling Vulvamort. Vulvamort. <laughs> yeah. But I think that, like, all the main characters kind of look, like, cartoony sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like they just don't look like people. They look yeah. like actors. Yeah, and everything visually is so uh, so colorized, like, so oversaturated. Mm. Um, like, that, that whole opening, that whole flashback was just so fairy tale cartoony, which, I, you know, I guess... For was that, part of it is a made sense, tale, yeah. You know, like, um, so that was I was cool with that. Yeah, I, I think visually everything looks really cool. It's just some stuff, and maybe it's just budget wise that they have to they have to do for uh, for FX. Just comes off a little uh, little little half of what you'd expect. They wasted mm. their budget on F's hair plugs. Oh <laughs> yeah, <God>. yeah. <laughs> he he needed that super tight widow's peak, yeah. uh, that super deep widow's peak. I don't think I I didn't know that he had a. Toupee in the beginning of season one. It wasn't until one of you guys brought it up to me. <laughs> until I, that I, scene I, where he takes it off and goes to bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just difficult to sleep with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So Abe uh, is taken by the Strigoi, Strigoi Team Six, because um, he's down searching for the master again. Uh, and he's taken to to Gus and the Ancients. Um, and the uh, the leader of the Strigoi, um, he's just kind of leading them around, telling them to shut up. Um, and 
and takes them to the ancients and they're asleep, but they're still having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, That's how I feel. Yeah. And so they're not asleep. That's not asleep. Um, but they are, they're listening and they're having a conversation and they know that he, cause apparently there's some sort of connection. Also, usually when somebody says like an ancient evil is asleep, That's you're not sweet. expecting the thing to like wake up to have a snack in the middle of that. Co- you, you're yeah. like, usually isn't it a bigger moment when it awakes? He's like, they're asleep now. Uh, yeah. I didn't know he meant like. Just these the napping. Mo- these MFers were like in yeah. their bunk beds was, and were like yeah. going <laughs> to jump up in like 20, like 20 minutes. Just a mid-afternoon siesta kind of Yeah, yeah. I thought that they, were gonna, that they would awaken like when, you know, the, the sun yeah. eclipsed again or something. Oh, yeah. don't bring that. That was, that was another, that was one of the biggest disappointments from oh, last season. Eclipse, yeah. yeah, that was so pointless. Um, Just imagining their mom coming out. I don't out. remember the Hello, eclipse. Kids. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, so then uh, he's they say that Abe is there to work for for them, and he has to go and get some some ancient books or something that he knows now exists, uh, a t- ancient tome. Uh, and then they do wake up um, right after that conversation, and uh, it's feeding time. And that was that was a cool scene. Yeah, you got to see that dude's butt. Yeah. yeah. So, the drum yeah. beat was creepy. Yeah, and they—I uh, guess they—they they shaved them. They shaved the meal completely. Oh, really? I guess. I mean, the guy was like completely hairless. Mm. Uh, he was just like that. Yeah, it could just be what he what he's into or was into before he was eaten. That's possible. Well, hopefully they'll get uh, woken up again and. But only we'll one see. of them got to like get him from the neck. Like the other ones just got him from his legs and hip and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that they could just. Wherever I thought it had to be from the neck. Mm-hmm. And just and the, the three of them are good on one guy. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, I guess maybe it's like like uh, low times now for them. Yeah. Like things aren't so good. Now, would they also be looking for a someone to take over for them? Oh, uh, uh, like get better bodies for yeah. themselves. You know, I I don't know. No, I feel like. It probably just moves from person to person. Like, whenever that body is... I feel like they want to keep the body count down. Mm. So I wonder... Uh, they, they talked about the Master having this... Uh, a power. That his unique power was the ability to cloud himself, I guess. Yeah. Thought, I thought it was to control thought. He could he could block... They 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 have a, they all have a shared connection, that but he, he had the block. ability to to block okay. to block it. He's yeah. got so, his own router. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder if it's got that, a special IP address. The ability to you know like to block their consciousness is why he has broken. Like because he is like he can have autonomous thought. So one, I wonder if the other members of this council like have their own little gifts. That we will learn about, uh, uh, yeah. and maybe those will particularly become evident if they do go on to find different bodies, different hosts. They bodies. all have one special gift. Yeah, they're like the Ocean's Eleven of yeah. vampires. Yeah. They're gonna rob a bank. Uh, and make really good cake. <laughs> it's hardly use- useful. Did they say there's seven of them? Yeah, uh, the masters. The seven. Right. So there's three that were chained up there. Yeah. And then there's four who's the are the our main guy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
is the the head of like that rogue squadron or whatever? Is that one of the guys too? Does he I count? Like, I feel like he could be one, and just like not have said. Mm. Uh, but my inclination is to guess no. So I'm basing that on nothing. What about the German <laughs> guy? That's like the second in command to the old guy. Nah, he was a he was a Nazi. Yeah. But he's a thing. Uh, he was, he's a thing, right? He was he's... turned um, by the master, so I don't For think so. A sarcophagus. Yeah. So like, I think he's a little bit like the um, the billionaire guy who uh, like he's been given uh, a rank. Like so they're like interns. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The oldest. So, so you know that part when he like when he has the scar on his cheek because he's like they got him with silver Burned, or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Doesn't he wear a shit ton of makeup to cover up his face? Ran Why out. can't you just cover up the thing? <laughs> Ran out. CBS wasn't twenty four hours there. <laughs> CBS, it's not, it's not CBS. It's Dwayne Reed. And it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hours. They're on every corner. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's pretty much the deal with with those guys. Uh, there's a little there's a little bit more. Uh, Master and Icorst uh, talking revenge and succession, um, which sounds like that Lion King. Uh, yeah, but we're talking <laughs> kings in succession. <laughs> Even you can be caught unawares. Uh, so Mr. Pitt wants to see the Master uh, and. Uh, and he still doesn't quite get it because no. he's like he's like this guy who just gave me. Uh, like my health back, this immortal vampire creature that has turned New York into, uh, you know, into the River Styx or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't think of a name for like bad places. Uh, <laughs> Jersey City. <laughs> uh, this guy, I'm yeah. still gonna, I'm still, I'm still gonna like strut around like, uh, like this ivory tower one percenter and be like. When I call a meeting, I expect him to be here. It's like, dude, he's a crazy powerful vampire, man. Yeah, also, you were, you're on his schedule. You were on your deathbed. How does Relax. no one like? How is no one calling that out? Like this guy has been dying probably for at least a couple of years, and now he's fine. Yeah, just like overnight. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's like I would buy. I would believe that if he's like incredibly wealthy. Yeah. You would just yeah. be like, yeah, oh, he probably uh, did a full body blood transfusion with a bunch of middle schoolers, which is like not too far off from <laughs> yeah, what happened. Sure. And I would yeah. just be like, yeah, that's probably what happened, but he's rich, so you can get away with it. Yeah, that. I mean, and, uh, and uh, the, this show also suffers from a thing where it seems like every, like, anything that has happened in a previous episode is utterly forgotten by the characters. <laughs> yeah, so it's right. like, we, we, we're not learning. We're <laughs> just moving forward. Yeah. F just remem- just forgets every episode how shitty his kid is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, this is a one-hour drama with an overarching story, but with, like, a sitcom memory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So the, they're talking revenge and succession, uh, and uh, <laughs> Mr. Pitt wants to see the master, and there's just this... A lot of talk about this building, and I still don't know. Like, not only was there a lot of talk about the building, um, but uh, Cuckoo. Uh, Coco. Coco. Yeah. Coco Marchand. Coco Marchand. Coco, Coco Marchand. Uh, she Good is... Go- in France. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's going on and on about this building. And then they have this press conference where it seemed like it was being shown on Times Square uh, and I still don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the big deal is. I thought that we saw society break down. One, I thought we saw <laughs> that happen, and apparently we didn't. Uh, two, um, 
this show, like, I love, I just love when a show, like, just does not respect the viewer's intelligence because she said her name about 14 times. She said, yeah. Coco Marchand. Yeah. You know me, Coco Marchand, <laughs> real estate agent. I work for this guy, but my name is Coco Marchand. And then after all that, after, you know, pronouncing this, this very French name a billion times and speaking in a very slight French accent, it was like, I grew up in France. <laughs> oh, no! You don't say Coco Marshall. <laughs> uh, so I think well, what's happening is that the rich guy... So because the world is so messed up right now, the rich guy is coming in and he's he's going to give money to the city of New York to get back up on their feet. Because they, they can't afford cops and they can't afford to get you know stuff under control. So he's like, I'm... Incredibly wealthy, I will help you. Okay. So I think that's what that press conference was. Isn't that working against the master's will? Like, he's going to run into some shit later on for working. Like, I think rebuilding society is sort of on the opposite end. Well, I'm guessing that it's going to be his money influencing everything and making it much more easy for uh, the master to everybody to, to do their thing, whatever that is. Uh, more quickly. Yeah. Well, you know, vampire money is the opiate of the mass. So <laughs> what he's trying to do is just quell everyone into thinking, "Hey, go back out on the streets again," and then. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the I guess like these the vampires they need they need humans, so they're maybe just trying to turn the world into a like a human cattle farm. He's gonna build a something to block out the sun. Yeah. Uh, and everybody has to use his power. Yeah. We saw it on the Simpsons. Block out Zach. Yeah. Oh, man. I'd build that device. Uh, So, yeah, Zach, on that uh, for a moment, was recast, right? Yep. (laughs) And it was, uh, we're not really, we're not really digging the recast. No. I, yeah. We turned it quick. I owe everybody an apology because I complained about Zach from the (laughs) second he walked onto the screen uh, of season one to the season finale. I whooped and hollered when he got recast, and I hate the new Zach a thousand times more than I hate the old Zach. I hate they put out they apparently they uh, in an interview they said um, we looked at where Zach's character was going, and we just didn't think the original actor uh, had the dark side to pull it off. And I'm like, what? It's gonna so throw, you think this going to throw a knife? Shit, like this little it's like, like bullshit. Yeah, ugh, I, I just hate I, I, I hate the new guy. I hate the new kid. I hate the I hate what they do with this kid's character. It's just like boring. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of this of this show is kind of stereotypes uh, and or and archetypes uh, of just like how they think people would act. Uh, just like in the blind scene. Uh, the, 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 the whole entire, like any, anytime the, the, the blind were on TV, uh, on the screen, it seemed as if they were behaving as, uh, how people think that don't know any blind people might act. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, they didn't, it's as if they didn't talk to anybody. They have no experience with, uh, any blind people. Um, so you think the writers just like never met a kid before? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, with the with the blind with the blind, I feel like it was written that way. Whereas with the like with most of these characters, it's just 
they're so for the most part one dimensional. Yeah. Well, like don't they? But don't they also do that because like the audience they're looking to cater to probably has never dealt with blind people. So like if they didn't do a very like super obvious approach, it would just seem like it was a regular school <laughs> class. And it'd be like, why are they all have uh, red and white canes? You know what I mean? So like, yeah. So I kind of I kind of get Is why it Christmas would, why they would paint with broad strokes on some of that stuff. I, I haven't seen enough from the kid to like full on hate him just yet. But I do think that like they've oh, they obviously made the the casting decision, but they're writing that character yeah. so much different now. Like, yeah. so I don't know about the kid himself. Like, if I if I hate him or not yet, but, but him just coming out and kind of being like the, you know, fuck you, dad. Like, I, that's not like yeah. very engaging or interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna go live with my girlfriend for a while. <laughs> like, like the, wh- why are they trying to? I feel like they're trying to like impress me with how angry and angsty the kid is and I feel like there are eight other storylines I'm more interested in than, and that's the same thing from the first episode remember the first episode had all that stuff about his divorce divorce. that was like so mind numbing to watch it like I didn't care I don't care about this character like yeah and and it's I mean not to talk about Game of Thrones but like it's like the same thing with Game of Thrones where it's like We've seen, we just watched a bunch of zombies come kill people, and then all the people they killed they turned into zombies, and then we're supposed to care about like you know like any number of things that aren't that. But that's how I feel about any of the characters on the show. If any one of the leads got turned into a zombie, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't be affected by it. I think it was. I, I think it would be a like solid choice because I'm sick of watching. Zach or F and Nora battling zombies and winning. I'm sick of it. Yeah, it's not yeah, interesting. Yeah. It happens yeah. every other scene. And they played it. It, it was very apparent in that uh, storage unit scene because they introduced two characters that were found in the storage unit for the sole purpose of like, well, someone's got to die in this scene. Mm-hmm. Well, someone's yeah, got to die. And also, right. and also, what's uh, he say? Like, uh, like twelve minutes earlier, he's like, he's like, yeah, but only five percent of people just get scratched and have a, have a worm just barely enter their skin. We'll never, you know, we'll never get some sub, some test subjects on that front. Yeah. And then it's like, lo and behold, like two people who are just like, it's just a scratch. Yeah. Oh, look, you can check us out. Like how many episodes before the silver grenade goes off? Oh, right. excellent question. Uh, it's already gone off. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, here's how we'll know is because it will be like previously on the string, and it'll be like that's a silver. Yeah, right. It's very unstable. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's probably from like 80 years ago, and it's just going to be like silver pain, and Vaselli's going to come out to like I don't know what happened. Yeah, <laughs> I heard him come out looking like the Tin Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would care uh, right now for me. Uh, and this was it was like this last season, but I, I feel like I, I it's uh, confirmed is that uh, Gus steals just about every scene he's in. So I would be sad if he became uh, a zombie. Yeah. It, okay. But I don't because like I I like that he's hanging out with those. Oh, I like that too. With yeah. those like those elite like badass. Yeah, for sure. I want to see him. Yeah. Do that. Like, so I guess I, what I mean is I would 
I'm fine with anybody becoming a zombie as long as they don't lose their character. Right. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Because uh, that's the, those guys are like the Boba Fett. Yeah. Where it's like they seem to have this ability to like step to authority in a way that no one else can successfully can. Yeah. And he has that too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. he treats no one with reverence. Yeah. So I kind of want to see. Like it's cool that they're met up, met up, and yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and he's got that movie coming out. Oh, Southpaw with Southpaw. Yeah. Anton Fuqua's uh, triumphant return to directing. Yeah. And I don't know if he ever left, but uh, <laughs> Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. yeah. Forrest Whitaker and Gyllenhaal. Is that who it was? Or uh, Rachel McAdams. Gyllenhaal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bloody Sunday, brought to you by the new upcoming film Southpaw. <laughs> uh, so, all right, so Vasily and F, uh, basically talking about what's next. What do we do? Uh, uh, F says that he's uh, basically a shitty. Uh, vampire hunter, so he's, oh, I'll go back to being a doctor. Uh, and Vasily says that he would follow um, Abe down every dark corridor. I think it's the words that they use, and that's exactly what was happening mm-hmm. later yeah. on. Yeah, right. That, that sounds like exactly dialogue straight from the writer's room. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, what, what is F going to do? He's a shitty vampire hunter. I guess I'll go back to being a doctor. Write that down. Yeah. Put it in. <laughs> it's another case of the show like forgetting to fill in the blank. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. We'll change that. Yeah, we'll change that. We'll change that. What about what about Vasily? Well, uh, and then the you know the guy who like uh, the showrunner's like, listen, man, if there's one thing about Vasily, it's that he follow Abe to the ends of the earth. <laughs> and, got, and, the, and the intern is just writing all this down. Yeah, he's like, are you guys uh, anyone thinking Chinese for lunch? Anyone thinking Chinese? <laughs> all those lines are just that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. When he drinks that okay. cola. What was the purpose of that scene? Coca Cola blast. That's. Oh yeah. They're bonding. Oh yeah. This is warm. This is warm. You're not my new mom. <laughs> this is. And are they setting up Dutch and F to have uh, an alcoholic romance that will fizzle out once F gets off the sauce? Mm, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably. What about Nora? Or, yeah, Nora. Well, Nora obviously hates him now that she's drinking again. Uh, but he thinks that she likes him she like that. He likes him more. Sign of that, that is true drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drunky. You like me like this. Yeah. <laughs> like this, you like. All right. Uh, so, yeah, he's going to go back to being a doctor. He's going to follow uh, Zatrakian. We see that later on. Um, everybody has their welding license. Um, uh, they go to the pathology lab uh, and decide to set up shop there for 30 seconds uh, until they are attacked. They, between the storage unit and they are the worst. They are quite terrible at scoping out a place uh, before assuming that things are safe. But yeah. they, they, there was an episode where they were walking around with the equivalent of the Ghostbusters backpacks, uh, <laughs> but they were just attached to, like, UV lights, and they've completely abandoned that for some reason. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, well, we went to that storage unit, uh, not the one with the mannequins, uh, and not the one with the live people, uh, <laughs> but the one with the war chest, the armory. Why didn't we go there last season? Yeah. Because that's Abe's locker, right? Yep. Uh, That's a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, didn't, it didn't occur. <laughs> this is, Forgot I had all this stuff in here. This makes me think of when I used to watch Looney Tunes when I was little, and 
the like wily e. coyote would try something to like get roadrunner and he'd be off by like maybe like a centimeter and he ditched the plan completely <laughs> oh yeah right right <laughs> this reminds me of that it's yeah, like oh like, well, it like, didn't work because of this one minor inconvenience so let's just he's like oh my, my rocket boots didn't work so i'm now gonna put this gigantic spring <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the uh pathology lab gets attacked um they get some things. They they gathered up some supplies, I guess, right? Or are they going to be doing some stuff there? Uh, I think they just mm. grabbed some shit and scattered. But they yeah. said they were going to just set up shop, and then they didn't. Well, yeah. they have already hatched their new plan at this point, which is to infect the bugs, infect yeah. the infection. Yeah. So they. So I guess they're going to... I don't know. I don't know what that is. This is the infectious disease version, by the way, of nuking the sun back into, uh, (laughs) out of supernova or whatever happened in that movie, Sunshine. (laughs) And like any other, the core, when they nuke the Earth's core back into, like... They had to restart it. Yeah, like, this is like that. It wasn't at it. They had to restart the Earth's core. They had to restart the Earth's core. (laughs) I think, uh, uh, in the movie, I want to say 10.1, they nuked an earthquake, uh... They, they nuked an earthquake, like, in the opposite echo vector or something like yeah. that, and the uh, and the ripple effect counteracted the ripples of the earthquake. That makes sense. Um, it, yeah, it's every any movie that has, like, a science problem, but not people who are creative coming up with an answer, usually it means do, uh, do the thing more, <laughs> or, like, yeah. nuke it. Yeah. We gotta kill the virus with a virus. Yeah. So that's basically Independence Day. They tried to nuke it, didn't work. Yeah. Now they the virus, and it kind of came about the same way. Uh, it was like a mixture of uh, how Jeff Goldblum gets the idea to uh, create the virus from Judd Hirsch in mm-hmm. Independence Day, uh, and something out of every episode of House. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mint chocolate chip, you say? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. Turns out someone's allergic to chocolate. Um, all right. So yeah, they're gonna in, they're gonna create an infection for the vampires. Now is it? It's not. Going I'm sorry. To- I gotta go back to that. That is such horseshit. Yeah. That's what I'm. How did? Because again, like this is one of the things where it's like nobody watching. It's like how when they were brainstorming, were they not like, well, can we infect the infection? If this is a living thing, can we give it a disease? I feel like I would have said that if I was sitting with if, yeah. if I was in the room with F and Nora, I'd be like, well, what about what about their, their worms? So can't we try to get them sick? Yeah. And they would be like, get out of here, you're not a doctor. <laughs> and then yeah. one of them would have said it later. Oh yeah, what a great idea. <laughs> so, but what was their original plan? Because they were trying to go through and think about the cure versus uh, the vaccine, uh, and they said that they will. Even if we cure them, we'd have to find a way to regrow all their organs. Yeah. Um, so they went from curing to just killing them via an infection? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess it was as simple as it sounds. Because what, what Nora wanted to do was, like, Nora wanted to, like, get down into the worm's DNA and, like, figure out what would jumpstart, like, use the coding that allows the worms to regenerate organs, but do it to regenerate human organs. Uh which sounds super hard. Yeah. Let's fucking give those things a virus, man. Okay. So you know, they, you know what's going to be awesome is the episode that's like probably like five or six episodes down the road from here where uh, F and Nora get summer jobs. <laughs> 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 
I'm trusting you with the t-shirt stand. Start working on the next contract. Oh boy. Or no, they just they'll they'll take up jobs with a Coco Marshawn. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna be realtors too. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have a coveted you... internship with Coco Marchand, the number one French real estate agent on the planet. And you sorry, did you say Coco Marchand? <laughs> yeah, I did. He sounds <laughs> French. Yeah. Uh, and they just throw parties in all the old yeah. uh, places they're selling. Yeah, and then like... it just gets like uh, inundated with vampires every time. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, that's turn, turn on a light. Uh, looks all clear. Coco Marchand's like one of those girls who like makes it a point to tell everyone she's got a boyfriend. Like my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <right. laughs> or if she had a normal name, uh, she would say that it would say how it was spelled. Oh yeah. yeah as right. she introduced herself. Hi, my name's uh, Nancy with an I. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I Nancy. Um, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> Uh, all right, so yeah, Zach is a jerk. Um, they, they, there's a whole scene where they're just looking in a dictionary um, oh, and yeah. uh, that's, that's defining that's presumptuous, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, and then they, they decide to infect them. Uh, there's the storage locker scene where it's like, here, believe it's over here. Nope, it's mannequins. <laughs> ah, it, was, it was one of these two. Ah, here it is. Nope, it's people. Um <laughs> And then he goes like way out of his way. He was so uh, so sure it was one of these two, and then he just like whoop, eh, just go to the other side, uh, and then he finds it, uh, which is a, which is the war chest. And of course, as soon as we find it, vampires all over the place, yeah. every corner of the building, uh, every corridor, uh, and the two people that they find end up getting just a scratch, uh, just a scratch on them. And they're about to mercy kill him, and he goes, wait, wait, wait. This is fortuitous. Yeah. And so, we're going to get into that murky uh, or murky, murky ethical place where we are going to take two humans and essentially torture them and have them change into vampires. Yeah. They were fine in that locker. Yeah. How would, like, how would, I would be pissed. Yeah, they ruined their yeah, lives. Right. Yeah. They were, they were quite safe in that locker by them. What were they eating? Yeah, that's only the same thing. I don't know. Maybe it's a locker full of food. Locker full of, yeah, chips. Yeah, true. There's just a locker next to them full of, like, Kraft mac and cheese. Well, and they never, <laughs> and what they, they just, like, already cooked. Yeah. Just, like, scooping it by the handful. <laughs> yeah. So bad. <laughs> yeah. Someone, yeah. someone somewhere needed a whole locker full of food. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> saving all the spit in their mouth for <laughs> Get that Parmalat. Uh, uh, all right, so and that's it, right? That's how. No, there's <laughs> there's the the bus full of the the blind kids oh, yeah. showing up uh, with Icors there. Uh, I to, thought they were gonna have like some kind of secret immunity because they were blind; they could get around vampires or whatever. Yeah, because like vampires can't see themselves in mirrors, so like yeah, so something like that where it was like because of this. They will be the leaders of the yeah. revolution. And they had to have been blind from birth. He made a point to say that. Yeah. Uh, so they they Something. made them uh, they made them into to vampires of some kind, but apparently a newer breed of them. So I guess there is something that so if you're if you're blind from birth and when you become a vampire you get some kind of power that I'm guessing it's some daredevil like power where you can like either see some other spectrum besides the visual mm. spectrum or you can like 
you almost have like echolocation or something. Cause maybe they, it's got something to do with the sun too. Yeah. Maybe they can. Maybe they're just fine in the sun somehow. Oh. Yeah. And it could be anything. Because we, these we got kids no indication. are going to be Kelly's uh, new tool. Kelly's finding kid. her son. Kelly's kids. Yeah. Um, and that was another point that they made. Uh, they said is that Kelly is being given her own thoughts back, her individual ability to think and speak. Yeah. Uh, and first, what was the first word? Zach. Zach. Uh, so I'm sure we'll be seeing some. Uh, I literally issue thought she there. said suck. <laughs> I thought that <laughs> <part of laughs> was suck. Suck. <laughs> She was a big Degeneration X fan. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it. Um, and then it ends with uh, her kind of raising these uh, blind vampires out of the ground. Like they were worms. They kind of grew them. It was weird. That was, the one, that was another one of the cool scenes. They like cultivated them from the soil from, or the oh. loam. From uh, the master's sarcophagus. Yeah, and I thought that it was loan. Um, <laughs> we got to get a loan. Uh, yeah. For Coco. <laughs> we gotta go. If we're going to take over this parking garage, we'll need some liquid capital that we can invest in order to meet the 12% increase of rent. <laughs> Any of this could have been in this episode. <laughs> Oui, monsieur, it's funny you mentioned that. <laughs> My name is Coco Marchand. <laughs> that was a stronger accent than she yeah. ever yeah. had. Yeah, well, she would just grew up there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that is the episode. Uh, all of my notes for this hour and a half episode are in about... 12 lines, uh, maybe 15 lines. Mm. Um, and most of them are just uh, small pictures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like some doodles. Hieroglyphs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so any other, any other thoughts on what's going on here? It seems like someone's making a television show. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, there's something about Bolivar that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he Bolivar got the got the loan, but we did not see him. Yeah. It was just, uh, was just like he was approved for the loan. Yeah, he, he's the <laughs> he's the rock. Musician. He's the rock man. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, Regina King. I don't yeah. think Regina King's in this one. I think she got on a better show in the off <laughs> yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, I really, um, have you guys found the flashbacks helpful at all? <laughs> uh, visually, uh, I mean, I thought it was a great way to open up the episode, um, just kind of seeing the, the origin of it. Uh, and it was kind of like watching the beginning of Return of the King with seeing the origin of, of Gollum. Yeah, uh, I like that scene, like the fairy tale yeah. telling of that. Like, that was cool. But I think, like, whenever I see a younger version of, like, a young adult version. Like, they showed at the end, like, next episode. Yeah, that, seen, like, um, Abe, Abe as, like, a teacher. Yeah, and that just looks like... Yeah. It looks like a shitty cartoon of a character that already feels like a shitty cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> like a, I guess, yeah. I, I guess I don't... I just don't care about the past with this, is the problem. Like, I don't... 
it's not gonna help. Like, I don't care if where the master came from or why Abe is so concerned with it. That's not where the fun in the show lies. Yeah, I mean, unless it's like really going someplace like yeah. to a cool, clever, like, oh, that's why they need blind people, you right. know. But I don't feel like that's going anywhere. Yeah, and the other thing, the, the other problem with a lot of the flashbacks right now is that um, every time I see a flashback, I'm like, okay, so. I'm doing the math right now, and it looks like Abe was about 20 to 24 years old during the Holocaust. Now, maybe maybe they just uh, – maybe he was 16. But even if he's 16 in that, uh, let's say he got – let's say he was only in a concentration camp in like 1944 or 1945-1945. Uh, so that's what. This is also a scene that would have been in. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> so that, that, would put him, that would put him at ni- that would put him at ninety one years Let's old. Let's see. I'm... If he was if he yeah. was sixteen My at, by the end it. of the Holocaust. Yeah. And like, he's not. Is he ninety one? Is that like is that what we're saying, or is he a hundred years old? Is Abe just like, the best moving hundred year old ever? Or are they going to explain like something that makes him a little bit? more youthful than maybe in a flashback maybe they will mm. that's a flashback I want to see vampire blood in him yeah. not enough to I feel like we speculated that at one point yeah, yeah remember he had that heart that he was feeding yeah like oh, that no, was this like is his wife. wife's heart yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um yeah I mean the, the purpose of the, the flashback in this one was seemingly just to set up what the master's mm-hmm. plan is throughout this season and the the first scene with uh, with Vasily and F was seemingly just to set up what they were going to do for the rest of this season. So the the first this was just thesis thesis statements yeah. for the paper that the show is going to write um, throughout this season, or at least one episode mm. of it. Um, do you want to do? Uh, do you have? Did you have something? Yeah, it'd just be really funny if the silver grenade was a fountain pen that he made. <laughs> like that's what he calls it. <laughs> so there's a bunch of vampires, and someone yeah. throws it. He's like, why? Why would you throw my, my silver grenade? Yeah, why would, why would why would you throw the winner of the 1932 Le Mans? <laughs> so they showed this at the World Fair in St. Louis. First automatic fountain pen. It writes upside. Down. We <laughs> <laughs> needed something cool to market it. We called it the silver grenade. Well, you said it was unstable. Yeah, well, you could get ink all over your hand. Oh God! Oh God! You 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 couldn't you couldn't make a good graph with that thing if you tried. All this while a vampire just yeah. stepping on someone's head. <laughs> uh, don't put it in the hands of a lefty. Yeah. That's for Uh, All right, real quick then, winners and losers. uh, We can go in any order. Who's got? Who wants to go? Uh, David. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, So my my loser, and um, she will continue to be my loser, (laughs) is Dr. Nora Martinez, uh, (laughs) who is is still not really. Beca- not really become a person, even as personhood is defined on the strain. Um, yo, my winner is drunk F. Yeah. Is having fun? Yeah. Uh, but also, like, I hate, I hate substance abuse plot lines. They're yeah. so boring. Yeah. Because 
the person they just they just they eventually they just hit rock bottom and they change. And it's like I mean, could you pick up on him like slurring his words just like a little bit, little bit, yeah, like a, like a very faint yeah. little bit. That yeah. was actually I thought that was pretty. Yeah, good. I, yeah, I good. really like I, I like him right now. Yeah. Yeah. Drunk. Yeah. yeah, he does a lot. He's a drunk on House of Cards. Too. Yeah, uh, for me the winner is. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with Basili, uh, just because he's another one. He just kind of he he knows what he wants to do, and he's going going to do it. And if that's following Satrakian, uh through every dark corridor, uh, that's what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And my loser is that couple that was safe in that storage locker, uh, and then quote unquote saved, uh, only to get lightly scratched and now they're going to be guinea pigs mm-hmm. um, for uh, humanity yeah I mean that could be an important role I think you're yeah. I think you may eat crow on those words because I think they will become uh, the linchpin in, 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 oh, yeah. in what keeps oh, us yeah. alive I, for the yeah, overall picture yeah you, know, you have those for, meetings of those guys in the Tuskegee experiments that are just like yep you know yeah all mad scientist experiments yeah uh, uh, Test subjects love it. Uh, um, uh, Jolie, my winner is Gus because he's just always—he's just always composed and like seems like he has control of the room. Mm-hmm. He's just killing it. Yeah. Uh, my loser is all blind people. Yeah. Real life. <laughs> yeah. Who have to submit to this stereotype of yeah. being like complete helpless idiots because that's not true show yeah yeah and i love like on game of thrones all the things that happen that are terrible in that show um and there's a huge uproar about it uh, but here a bus full of blind kids <laughs> was taken and turned uh, uh into zombies but you're not you're not really going to read about that on on the internet probably mm-hmm. with a, a huge uproar about it all those, in... all those poor children with grayscale raising <laughs> hell on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Joe? Um, I will say for my winner, I'll say old Zach and new Zach. <laughs> because old Zach uh, is no longer will be defined by his job on this show. So hopefully he goes on to have a fruitful career doing many other fun things. And new Zach, <laughs> new Zach's getting paid now. So congratulations to him mm-hmm. uh, on that end. Yeah. Uh, loser, I would say is, um, what's F's wife? What's her Kelly? name? Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. Kelly's a loser. Cause like, she had it perfect. I would love to not have to think ever again. And now she's <laughs> yeah. got to think again. So yeah. she was still alive, sort of. Yeah. I guess not alive, but she's got it. Now she has the burden of thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one other quick side thought. Uh, the guy that was on this show last season, uh, the big guy, was he, was he called Tiny? Tiny, yeah. Uh, he's on the new season of True Detective. Oh, wow. Cool. So, uh, and he also follows us on Twitter. Uh, at SRM Podcast, so we'll have to tweet out uh, a hello tweet to whatever his real name is. Yeah. Uh, to at what's his face. Um, oh, we and, did know his name at one point. Yeah. Pa- oh, Pedro, Pedro something, I think it is. 
Um, Anywho, Uh, so as far as plugs go, uh, you can go to MikeMarbach.com for this podcast. You can direct download it, uh, go to iTunes. Also subscribe to to Bloody Sunday. It helps us uh, in the the rankings. Uh, There is a show that I direct that David is in called The Future at the Philly Improv Theater this Friday night at 10.30 p.m. We are in the 10.30 block, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, And that's in uh, downtown Philadelphia. And uh, every Wednesday at Philly Improv Theater, come see my improv team, 1816. Uh, usually at nine o'clock, but sometimes 7:30. Check the schedule. Uh, on July 24th at 7 p.m., I have a five-dollar comedy week show called Toy Testing, which is sort of experimental interactive comedy and it's going to be kind of cuckoo bananas so come out to that at uh cuckoo commercial and that is at uh plays and players i think i said that delancey street 17 mm-hmm. delancey uh and if you hey Joel, you remember to, when you didn't have shit to plug? No, I had no plugs. Oh now God, I am yeah. the busiest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna keep going for another ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, and if you go to barbarabushcomedy.com, you can buy our new T-shirts. I got mine. Uh, yeah, I, I bought mine today. Can't right wait on. to wear it. How much are they? Uh, they are twenty dollars. Okay. They're, they're, they're for a good cause, or to help us go to Indianapolis for a festival. And stay there. Yeah. yeah. Just go there. And yeah. That's what I pay. Yeah. I'll pay for it. I'll buy two shirts. Get them out uh, of here. But yeah, just go to barbarabushcomedy.com just to check out Barbara Bush. We're a sketch and improv team based out of Philadelphia. All females. Pretty cool. Yeah. David. Oh, God. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Jolie and I have switched bodies. I have nothing to... Pl- I, uh, I, That's untrue. Uh, I have uh, study hall on um, July, July 25th. 25th. Uh, that's going to be uh, tremendous. Uh, oh, uh, the RUD2F podcast. Uh, that's another podcast that I do with uh, a bunch of very funny people. We are currently dealing with The Bachelorette season whatever, seven. Um, Caitlin Bristow is the name of The Bachelorette. Uh, that's very funny. Um, uh, what else, Mike? Just tell me what's a plug. Uh, well... The Philly Podcast Festival. Oh, yeah, Philly Podcast Festival. Uh, Stark Raven Mad, uh, Game of Thrones podcast, is going to be in there on August 28th. Yeah. Uh, time to be to be announced. Yeah, and that's actually going to be a lot of fun. And the uh, RUD2F is in the Philly Podcast Festival. Also, um, more details on that to come. Cool. Uh, this, today is... Uh, Joe didn't get to... Uh, oh, yeah. I, and just Joe. Bye, bye. Uh, for some reason in my head, I thought we started... No, buy, buy a good sandwich, everyone. <laughs> buy a good sandwich. That's my plug. When is the next... Uh, we just had Guilty Pleasures. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, next, first Friday at okay. the theater. Check it out online. Dude, com. You got a hot sandwich and, tip right now? Buy, I think everyone should buy a good sandwich and bring it to the next Guilty Pleasures. There we go. Whenever it is. Um, <laughs> are you doing anything in $5 Comedy Week? You have something. What yeah, I have a show called Buzzworthable. Which okay. is going to be like a, it's like a live clickbait show. Nice. It should be really fun, yeah. Okay, and when is that? <laughs> Wednesday the 22nd at 7. 
And that's at the Plays and Players Theater. Plays and Players. Seventeenth. Uh, bring a good and sandwich. And Delancey. And yeah. bring a sandwich. B y o s. Do you want a um? Uh, do you want a woo vampire tweet of the week? <laughs> yeah. Yes. What do, you, what do you got? What do you got for the tweet right. of the week? Tweet of the week. Uh, this one comes from Rodimus Prime, uh, who I think is the guy that started the Dat Strain hashtag. Oh. I think he's the progenitor. So uh, he's the number one Strainiac. Yeah. <laughs> Strainiac. Um, and he writes, uh, I haven't wanted a Zach. I will repeat. Yeah, I'm sorry. I haven't wanted a Zach and Kelly to die this bad since Saved by the Bell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was uh, this is the best we could do right now. Why do you yeah. want them to die? Zach, Zach is awesome. Yeah, Zach was cool, and Kelly was cool too, right? Yeah, Wasn't Kelly, Kelly yeah. Kapowski? Yeah. yeah, yeah, she was awesome. I think Actually, he just, Matthew. I think he just looked for a show that had Zach and Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There aren't too many. Uh, so today is Monday. This will be up on on Tuesday. Next week we're going to be going back to Sunday. Yeah. yeah. So look for this on Monday mornings following the strain. Uh, and also, David, you're going to do some live tweeting. I will be live tweeting. Live every tweeting the show from now on at SRM Podcast. Yes. Uh, so check that out. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bleh. Bleh. I'm Coco Marchand. Hello. I'm Coco Marchand. Where did you grow up? In France. <laughs>